You're listening to Girls Just Wanna with your favorite girls, Katie and Aurelia. On this week's episode, our special guest is Rachel Enneking, photographer and content creator for the Patashu Foundation. Hey, Katie. Yes. How are you doing? And a true delight. I am so good because I just uh, ate a bunch of really yummy ramen. Oh, hell yes. I love ramen. Speaking of food, Rachel... <laughs> when are we not? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of food, Rachel who was like a joy to interview, by the way. It was so fun. Um, we we talked about a lot of things, actually, besides just food and, and photography. Um, and that brings us to a new segment of ours called Dot Dot Dot, which is part of our podcast title. <laughs> Girls just want to dot dot, 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 dot. And in this segment, we sort of... Uh, continue on some topics that our guests brought up or something that we want to shed some light on or that we didn't get a chance to really dive Mm -hmm. into during the regular interview. And for today's dot, 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 uh, Rachel in her episode mentioned that she started out working in the music industry and realized that that wasn't the right fit for her. Um, you know, and was able to transition into what she's doing now. And I think that brings up a really good point, right? Is how do you know when a job's not right for you, when it's time to leave a Mm -hmm. job, when something's a good fit? What do you think, Katie? Yeah, I think it's, it's hard because jobs are like not only this source of stability in your life, but I know for me as a teacher, it was also like a huge part of my identity. Like I still feel like teacher just is, it's one of those identifiers, especially because you tend to put your whole life into it, uh, sometimes against your will. Um But yeah, I remember when I first started teaching and I was, of course, like out for drinks with some other teachers and one of them, a few years older than me, was leaving the school. And I remember being like, I just can't imagine leaving this job. Like, these are my friends. This is like my family. This is my community. This is who I am. Like, how are they leaving? And I remember them saying to me, like, you'll just feel like it is right They're like, you'll be sad to leave the people that you're leaving for sure, but you just kind of outgrow it. And then, you know, wouldn't you know it, five years later, that's how I was feeling. I also was like super burnt out uh, because of the schedule that I had and my crazy commute time and just, yeah, the amount of work that I was doing, especially the amount of work that I was doing compared to other colleagues of mine. Uh, who were like making more money than me and that's just an issue with the teaching system but yeah yeah it just got to the point where like I was stressed and anxious just going to work and I think like also when I started to uh, tell myself I could get Starbucks every single morning just to like motivate you (laughs) to like get 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 out of bed I feel like (laughs) yeah I feel like that's a pretty good sign that, like, maybe you need a change. (laughs) 
Yeah, actually, that made me think, like, a lot of our guests talk about burnout. Like, a lot Mm -hmm. of our guests that have been in, like, the healthcare field or counseling and how important self-care is. And I think it's really hard to find that balance. Even in, you know, my career, which is not human services, you know, I'm not, it's it's definitely a different um, type of, job but I think in any job you really have to find that balance and make sure that you're taking care of you because if you're not taking care of you you're not going to be very good at your job (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm um I think in the past I'm definitely better at it now but I think I would stay at jobs too long feeling like it was like my responsibility to stay and like keep trying to help Mm -hmm. make the company better when they didn't necessarily care about me. So I think, and I think that comes of age and especially, obviously I can't speak for men, but especially as a woman, I think it feels harder to like talk about salary and your value and your worth and all of those things. Yeah, I agree. I feel like this is, a conversation that we have as women a lot is like people being unhappy at work and not necessarily moving on yeah right away absolutely um yeah I think I don't know I don't want to like paint with a broad brush here but it does feel like maybe women tend to stick around places longer than they should I think there is like a element of guilt to leaving I don't know. Totally. I, f- I still feel, like, very guilty for leaving the teaching profession. Um, because you should there not. Are so <laughs> – I know, but there are, like, so many issues with the school system, and teachers are trying very hard. Um, and it sucks that qualified people leave because, because of a toxic system, and then, you know, people aren't there to, like – help change it but yeah yeah so I still feel guilty about that totally but I think like on the flip side of that it's like really the owners and the managers and like the Mm -hmm. supervisors if you're good at being a manager or a supervisor you shouldn't rely on your like all-star people all the time because yeah. eventually they're going to get burned out and leave. Mm-hmm. So it's about like calling on them when you need them but not overdoing it because it's it's your job to make sure that, you know, things are covered or blah blah blah. So I think yeah, yeah that's hard. And and I would say I at least <laughs> in my experience, I think women tend to like overachieve a little bit more or like those kinds of things like are more driven to like prove yourself or those things like that right yeah I think I think so um there definitely is in teaching for sure that whole saying of like the reward for a job well done is more work have you heard that Mm mm-mm Oh, <laughs> it's like, yeah, great job. So now here's more responsibilities. Like that's oh, definitely yeah. true. That's, true I feel teaching. like that's yeah. how it is everywhere, which 
Sure. I can't I just can only speak to one thing. But I think that like totally leads to burnout. It's like Yeah. There's no other way. Um okay, pivoting slightly. Uh Rachel, we did discuss food a lot. Katie and I again we love mm-hmm. food, if you didn't know. I'm this sure you like, must know. This this dot 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 is like a teaser for the interview and also a reflection on the interview. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, we're we're working on the format. <laughs> we so, sure are. Yeah. So, uh, I would like to guess your favorite food <laughs> and your least favorite food, and I want you to do the same okay. for me. This is really okay. like a test of friendship. If I'm being honest. I know. I'm nervous. You're nervous? About this. Well, yeah, let me I like am. really think about. Okay. Okay. I got it. Um, okay. <laughs> I think your favorite food is tacos. Ooh. And least favorite those. is pork belly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I okay so number one I don't know that I for sure have like a top top favorite and a bottom bottom least favorite but I will say tacos are in in my top definite top five uh don't know what the order of that is but they are for sure up there (laughs) and pork belly is all the way at the bottom because you know I don't eat it so yeah yeah that's where I would put that um your okay your favorite food, I kind of want to guess pork belly now, <laughs> since you brought it up. Because um, I know you do like it. Um, I don't know. Maybe I want to go with the brew burger, garlicky, cheesy <laughs> burger, but with a chicken breast instead of a <laughs> burger patty that's like so <laughs> specific honestly yeah, you get so many gold, gold stars just for like knowing exactly what i order at brew burger <laughs> um and your least favorite food i'm gonna it has to be i feel like it has to be something spicy but i know you like buffalo chicken stuff as long as it's not like too too spicy so maybe i don't know something like just like fresh jalapenos <laughs> just like a cayenne pepper <laughs> okay so i would say i'm probably kind of like you i don't have like a favorite favorite food yeah but that specific sandwich is definitely <laughs> it definitely when i lived in india it was one of my favorite things um i would say yeah, eggs good. benedict is probably like my favorite food but like it has Mm. to be like very well executed I have very high eggs benedict standards by now um and when I say eggs benedict I don't really mean eggs benedict I mean eggs florentine I guess I don't really like the ham I like tomato and spinach with the egg instead yes um least favorite I've never had a raw fresh (laughs) (laughs) so I would guess if I did I would not like it um but typically I say okra like slime if it's slimy Uh, um, like fried 
I've never really had it fried. I'm sure I would like it mm. fried. Um, yeah. So, uh, on to our next segment. This is aptly named Random Shit of the Week. <laughs> Um, what did you have that you wanted to talk about? Um, let's see. Okay. First, in the podcasting world, there is a new podcast out. It's a limited series podcast, but it's with Kristen Bell and, um, Monica Patman, who is her husband, Dak Shepard's co-host on his podcast. And they're like BFFs. So they have teamed up to do a... 10 episode I think it's 10 episode I'm really just throwing that number around um but it's the two of them BFFs interviewing women about how they have shattered various glass ceilings and listen I know that's not our exact tagline but it does feel like <laughs> someone already thought of this so I feel like they're copying. it's us it's us it does. And <laughs> you were as being like too a, subtle about that, Katie. I know. Sorry. Well, <laughs> I feel like my facial expressions weren't weren't subtle. It, sure, no one, no one else could see, see them those. but you. But yeah, yeah. So now KB and I are in like a bit of a tiff, you could say. Now, sure, do they have higher profile guests on their podcast? Maybe. Maybe was their first <laughs> podcast guest Gloria Steinem. Yes, 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 it it was. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it is what it is. And anyway, I guess if people like our podcast and want more of the same thing, but from people with millions of dollars, then head on over. I don't know what it's called. No, don't say head on over. Just say you can listen to that podcast in addition to ours. (laughs) Stop listening to ours. Right. Don't walk away from us. (laughs) Right. Just on your way home from us, you should take a detour. Yes. If you will. If you must. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Also, Um, I heard some really exciting news that Katie won an Instagram (laughs) contest. This was wild. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, I guess I am basically a celebrity now, so watch out. Um. (laughs) Jason Sudeikis and Instagram contest? Like, wow. I'm on on my way. Yeah, Um, you are. So there's, like, a Instagram account that I follow that's local to my neighborhood, um, and they just go to like bars and restaurants and other places around here and then kind of post about it. So I follow because I'm like trying to find new spots and cool things to do around here. And they did a little giveaway with a local restaurant. And it was one of those like, you know, follow both of us, tag someone, share on the story, blah, blah, blah. You'll get a free appetizer and two free cocktails. And as I mentioned last week, that stuff ain't cheap here. So I was like, you know what? I never win things. I'm just going to enter. And I felt very confident about this for no reason. (laughs) And you won. Two days later, getting a DM, I was the winner. So Joe and I went on like a little date night over the weekend. And, and, so we got our two free appetizer, or two free drinks. And then we ordered an appetizer. And then the waiter was like, oh yeah, also if you want like a second appetizer, that's fine. And we were like, yeah, so we got 
two free drinks, and two free appetizers, which in New York City is a billion dollars. I know. That's amazing. Good for you. It was awesome. I did do like a little post on Instagram. I I saw. I did not need to do that, but I did feel like it was my responsibility. So like maybe they'll pick you again. Maybe. (laughs) Uh, Cool. Well, uh... I think that just about does it for us this week. Please enjoy our interview with Rachel Enneking, and we'll catch you next time. Hi, hello, everyone, and a special hello and special welcome to our guest this week, Rachel Enneking. She is the uh, photographer, content creator for Patichu Inc., which is a local restaurant group here in Indy that, I mean, if you're, most of our listeners are, are in Indy, so they, they, they know about it. But anyway, welcome, Rachel. We're so happy to have you. Thank you. I'm excited. <laughs> I haven't done many podcasts, so neither have it. we. Um, okay. <laughs> no, at this point, this is going out season two, right, Aurelia? Yeah, you you've had like 25 episodes, right? Yeah, something like that. Um, Katie came up with a fabulous game. Thank um, you. So we're gonna ask. Well, you can explain it, Katie. I don't want to steal your thunder here. Oh, okay. Thanks, Aurelia. Um, the game is this. So Patichu Inc. has six different restaurants. Well, yeah, six different restaurants, m- multiple locations for some of those. Um, but I have gone through and pulled out a menu item from each. I was trying to do like something they're known for, but then I couldn't really figure that out. So then I just picked things that I would like to eat. So great. That's how these options were chosen. Um, But what we're going to do is we will present one of these menu items to Rachel and see who, what celebrity person, it could be reality star if you want to go that route. I know uh, we are currently missing The Bachelor because it's on right now, but. um, I'm going to watch it tomorrow. Don't worry. Okay, good, good, good. Then we can talk about it. (laughs) Yeah, we'll talk Um, about it. Whoever in the world she thinks embodies this dish that we are that we have chosen. That's the game. So question. Yes. This like uh am I basing this off of physical appearance? It's it could be it could be that, but also it could just be like their essence, you know? Yeah. It could be like their, the name. The essence. And you can mix and match too, you know, essence for one and Looks. physical appearance for the other. Yeah. Don't feel like you have to limit yourself. I, I hope say... we do an eggs Benedict. Cool. Steve Buscemi is yes. our Benedict. Okay, that's great. Yeah. There, that's our example. That's an example for okay. the listeners at home because maybe they were like confused and wanted an example and that was perfect. So, Rachel. You're doing great. The first item, this is from Public Greens. And I have chosen a salad bowl, classic uh-huh. salad bowl greens. Okay, here's what's in the salad bowl. Uh, okay. Crispy falafel, 
winter greens, lemon tahini, jicama, carrots, avocado, and vegan ranch. I just have to say, first of all, that is my favorite thing to order at Public Greens. It's, yeah, it sounds so yummy. I was like really craving it. I was making this around lunchtime and that was a mistake on, yes. on my part. <laughs> I am so obsessed with this menu item that I recreated it at home and I make it often. Um, it's not as good as Public Greens, but it is pretty damn good. Um, so if I'm basing it off of that... I think it would be like, like a celebrity that looks like another celebrity, you know, like you were expecting uh, Isla Fisher, but you got Amy, uh, Amy Adams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so it's Amy Adams. And my version is Isla Fisher. I love it. Both I love it. But just a little different. Yeah. The next item is from apocalypse burger mm -hmm. the insta swag burger oh my gosh mustard grilled double smash with thousand island house american lettuce and onion sounds really good actually i know this is i feel like i'm just gonna say this every time and maybe it's because i don't deviate a lot but this is my favorite thing to get at apocalypse burger oh my gosh this burger good god it looks it, amazing <laughs> and i'm realizing that all the pictures are probably like you took them so kudos to you because i'm just looking at it like my mouth is watering i'm obsessed with that burger i don't even know who i would man how i would categorize this burger because <sighs> it's messy and so good it's like the best burger I've ever had, truly. I got to like taste test the meat that went into this burger when we were ideating. We had like different local, wow. different local uh, like arms, produce vendors, like meat vendors. Okay. And we picked the one that we thought tasted the best. Uh, I'll never forget that. Um, mm. I'm going to say that this is like, this is like a Jack Black for me. My explanation being, and I'm a little, I'm not even ashamed of this, but I have a big crush on Jack Black. Yes. He's no, wild. we like a specifically now Black. in his old age. I'm like, you are such a cool dude. It's always been the dad bod for me. Yes. Always really He's been the there in those cowboy boots and just his underwear and his like giant distended dad stomach and that's how I feel after I eat it so maybe <laughs> that's why it's the Jack Black I feel good about that I think he yeah would oh he would love the burger yeah but I think he would love that you called him the burger too. the burger yeah I mean I want it it's a, a compliment and I would hang out with Jack Black a lot <laughs> yes 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 um, okay, so this next one is also a burger, and this is from Bar 114, which mm. I didn't know existed. Aurelia, did you? Yes, I did. It has like seven seats in it, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Stuff about Indianapolis restaurants. Yeah, you, you do. You do. Is it open right now? Um, no. Okay. Logistically, a 16 seat <laughs> restaurant is So little... that's why I was like, I don't know. 
we physically we are not open, but we have done um, some events and some like kind of like take home kind of order kits. Um, I saw that some cocktails. Uh huh. We did some Valentine's Day boxings that um, included some Bar One Fourteen product. So, um, man, yeah, I I hope Bar One Fourteen can open soon. We're definitely going to. Um, it's just a matter of when. Yeah. But it's really that fun. Sense. That's a sexy little bar. So I'm assuming you're talking about the uh, AF burger. The f- yes, the fancy AF burger. The fancy AF burger. I want to take back what I said about the Smash Apocalypse being my favorite burger ever because I, as a burger connoisseur, didn't <laughs> realize that I was on a quest to find the best burger in my life. And I also didn't know what happened so soon. Um, But the fanciest fuck burger at Bar 114 is the best, actually the best burger I've ever had. They like prepare it with a blowtorch on a like Himalayan salt slab. What? Might not be Himalayan salt. It might be a different type of salt, but it's a salt slab. It is, oh my God, it is so good. And you can't really like see what you're eating in there you just have to trust it. this is my I'm gonna go with the Patrick Swayze ghost because like you can't see him but you can feel him <laughs> that's my that's my fancy <laughs> AF burger like you can't see it very well but it feels right you I, just let it move you I yeah. love that description that's perfect <laughs> okay we're switching away from burgers. And okay. Hey, yeah, I think I think right. I shouldn't talk about burgers anymore. It's gonna get. It's gonna get weirder. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna talk about Napoli's now and right. pizza, and it's the Meridian Kessler pizza, which is classic Italian sausage, provolone, and mushroom. Yes, this pizza. It's you can't go wrong with this pizza. This is the best pizza at Napoli's, in my opinion. <laughs> Would I say that about every pizza? Um, They're all pretty good. The Meridian Kessler, just the name alone, puts me in a place. I'm here. I'm in Indianapolis. In Meridian Kessler. I'm in Meridian Kessler. <laughs> um. Hmm, celebrity wise maybe like a local celebrity i was just gonna say do you think it has to be someone from indiana no it doesn't but but also the meridian kessler something really uh it's hard to it's hard to explain meridian kessler the like vibe it's it's a well-off neighborhood Mm -hmm. uh but it's young and it's fun Mm mm-hmm Maybe it's like a like a Gigi Hadid or something. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Gigi Hadid for the Meridian Kessler. Nice choice. I feel that. Um, okay, this next one we are taking a trip across the. Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> I was just like, oh no, I'm going to get this wrong. Um, to France. Petit Chou is a 
French Bistro and Champagne Bar in Bridalpool. And uh, the menu item we have picked is the French onion grilled cheese. So this is sourdough mm. bread, caramelized onions, brie, gruyere, and it's of course served with their famous uh, duck fat pommes frites. Yes. French fries. Yes. This is easy. This is a this is a Mick Jagger. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's a little greasy, a little rock and roll, but it's mm. like we're still drinking champagne and probably doing poppers in the bathroom, but not at Petit Jean. <laughs> just it yeah. No, we're not encouraging. In the last like twenty four hours. It's just the vibe of the sandwich. <laughs> yeah, the vibe of the sandwich. Um, <laughs> it's. <laughs> well, okay we definitely can't play this for kids now within the first, within the first five it. minutes they don't no it's fine um all right last one okay so this is a two-parter so you can do two different celebrities oh okay. yeah i forgot i did that thank you for catching that aurelia i was gonna ask about it anyways because it's like my favorite thing to get there okay yep. so the first is patachu which is like the best breakfast. It's amazing breakfast and lunch. Um, so it's the Cuban breakfast, which is a fried egg over seasoned black beans, rice, white cheddar, avocado, sour cream, spinach, jalapeno, pesto. Okay, so that's one item. Mm -hmm. And then we'd also like you to classify the famous cinnamon toast. Oh. Okay, the I'm going to lean into my favorite section of pop culture, which is Bravo. Uh, the Cuban for me is a Meredith Marks from Salt Lake City, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I don't know if you watch Aurelia. Um, Rachel's a Vega. Real, you have you seen all of the Real Housewives? I. I have not. I have not seen all. Um, I have seen certain franchises a couple of times. This is like a new one. This was, this was within the last couple of years that I got into Housewives. I put it off for a very long time. Um, I denied myself so much pleasure for so long. Um, I don't even know how to summarize Meredith Marks other than to say that she is poise and beauty and um, just like perfectly accessorized and done up from head to toe. The Cuban is that for me. It is beauty and grace. <laughs> <laughs> it is, I mean, it's beloved, I think. It is beloved, it is beloved, yeah. it is a great, it is a great choice. And it's also something that like you wouldn't normally think to order mm -hmm. for breakfast. Uh, you know, you're thinking like omelet, pancakes, something like that, but like a, a rice and bean dish with like the best uh, house-made house pesto. So good. Yeah. It's okay. yummy, yummy. The cinnamon toast is Michelle Obama. <laughs> It is like the, well, truly it is like the, like when we make graphics and like images, like our most beloved pictures are the cinnamon toast. And it is also like 
our most cherished menu item, Michelle Obama. It is and so it, good. she just she just yeah. keeps getting better. Like she will never not be good. Um, I was just picturing the cinnamon toast with Michelle Obama's arms, and I'm really into it. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's a maybe that's an idea for your next uh, cinnamon toast photo shoot. You could, yeah, yeah. Make that happen. Listen, I'm always looking. Awesome. <laughs> so always looking for new ways to photograph the toast. I think that's a really good, those are all very good. I feel like yes. good personifications of the menu. So uh, we always ask all of our guests the same question to get started, which is what did you want to be when you grew up and what do you do now? Huh. Um, I think like the majority of my you're already laughing because you know it's gonna be something silly no um, <laughs> but I mean we all we all had silly things I for a really long time and maybe I still feel this way I wanted to live out the fantasy of being like a Cheryl Crow type horseback riding uh like farm I don't not a farm but like property owner I didn't like really, have, I didn't really have like a what? career. I just really wanted to be like the cool chick with the good hair and the jean jacket that rode horses and like liked really good music. Um, <laughs> and that's still kind of what I'm pursuing. Um, but for like a career, I wanted to be a dolphin trainer. Yes, yeah. I think we've talked about this because I also wanted to be a dolphin trainer. Yeah, it's like and then we and dolphin fantasies. You sent me that, um, uh, like a news article about that the talking dolphin. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. There's really, if you were, <laughs> hey, uh, this story <laughs> scar you. It's alarming. <laughs> Um, I don't remember all the details, but basically scientists were trying to get dolphins to talk and they thought they could do that by getting this lady to live with a dolphin. Like her house had water all in it or like she lived, they made a house in the research center and there was water everywhere and she would work with this dolphin. But I don't know if you know this about dolphins, Aurelia, they, um, are uncontrollably horny horny all the time i think i did know that and uh <laughs> okay i think i can like put the pieces you know together. where this is going yeah i do yeah there were some some hands involved um and that's the end of that story yeah. oh and then the dolphin like killed himself yeah he was really sad when she left yeah yeah it was awful I'm sorry for bringing that up. It was like I forgot that, about the ending. What's that movie? Uh, where she <laughs> the movie where she falls in love with the fish man? Uh, oh, Shape of Water. The Shape of Water. That movie. Imagine that, but like in Florida. So I gave up on the dolphin dream. 
oddly around the time that I like hit puberty. So maybe I was just like, I don't know. Dolphins are weird. Great. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us uh, what your job title is now. And oh yeah. What I do now. What your job consists of. Um, I am the photographer and videographer for Patashoe Inc., which is a restaurant collective here in Indianapolis. Um, and I work in our marketing department. There's three of us. Um, we have a graphic designer and then our marketing director. And then I do all of our, uh, you know, photos, videos, social media content. Um, I don't manage our socials. I just create content. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, so I'm assuming you didn't get a degree in denim jacket wearing or dolphin training. Did you go to school for photography or just general art or marketing or I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Um, I did. I got a degree in photography from Heron School of Art and Design. Um, that was not the plan. Um, on my orientation day for college, I had it in my mind I was going to maybe do biology. Um, and I accidentally got sent on the wrong tour group and they sent me over to the art school. I didn't even know they had an art school and they showed me like the photo department. And I was like, wait, you can get a degree in this here at this school. Uh, so I signed up and I switched, I think I like switched my major that day and, um, yeah it was probably like the best thing that ever happened for my like future really what was i going to do in biology i would have gotten burnout so quickly dolphin trainer dolphin yeah, trainer dolphin trainer sounds yeah. like you were headed in that i guess direction. i was <laughs> i had to pivot real quick oh yeah did you um did you do photography like in high school like that was already something you were interested in or did you start from scratch in in college yeah I actually my like junior year of high school um, a good friend of mine was just starting out her like photo career in our hometown she was working with um, a photographer there so she and I were just spending a lot of time just like out like shooting and learning how to use a camera and um she like showed me how to use like Lightroom and I was getting really interested in it. And um, yeah, I, I got like a pretty nice camera um, from my parents for graduation. Um, and so I had already had the interest. I just uh, didn't really have any idea that I could have a career doing that. I guess I thought maybe I would freelance. And I did end up my freshman year of college, um, taking a job as a second shooter for a photographer in Cincinnati. We did weddings together. Um, and we ended up doing that together for 10 years. So, uh, that's how I kind of supported myself through college was shooting second shooting weddings, um, and just assisting. Um, so I learned a lot. <laughs> did you so, like doing that? I, yeah, I did actually. And I still really like doing it. Um, I do weddings on the side still. Um, 
not as many as I was doing when I was assisting, which uh, I'm kind of thankful for, but um, yeah, I actually really like it. It's something that like is really rewarding. I like, I mean, I like making pictures for people knowing they're going to like cherish those memories um, and like really love those pictures. I'm kind of obsessed with family photos and I just always have been. I have all of these like pictures that my grandma took in the forties on her like brownie camera. And like my grandma on my dad's side keeps all of these like family, she has like 20 family photo albums and they're so cool. Um, so like, I've always loved taking like personal pictures for people. Yeah, that is like super special, especially mm -hmm. photos, I feel like, unless you get divorced. Right. Um, <laughs> That's true. Um, okay. And so, it happens. So um, before, like after you did the uh, assisting, is that sort of when you moved into your role now? Or how did you uh, get, get your position that you have? Yeah, no, when I left college, um, I had no idea what I was going to do with my photo degree. Um, one thing about art school, maybe my time at art school in particular, is that they really kind of um, not push you, but uh, lay out a path for you that is just like gallery showings and like getting um, artistic grants and like just really dedicating your time to being like a conceptual artist. And that conceptual, like conceptualizing art was really hard for me actually until about my like junior or senior year of college, I really kind of struggled with our program. Um, Cause I just didn't know how to be like a storyteller through photography um, or like convey an idea really at its most basic. Um, so when I left art school, um, I had no idea. I, I was like, I'll probably just keep doing weddings and I needed to get a job, just any job. <laughs> so the day that I graduated, I actually got a call that I had gotten an internship at a record label because um, I was really into, I'm, I'm a musician and uh, was really into this local record label, Joyful Noise. So I went to work for Joyful Noise recordings for about five or six years, um, maybe not that long, but I did, uh, I ran an independent venue space, like a DIY venue, um, and we would have shows all the time and um, did a lot of work for the label, mostly like back end, like data and um, like royalties and digital assets for our like streaming partners. Um, and I learned a lot, but I also kind of realized that it just wasn't really my passion. There were a lot of like really young, like each year, the people that I worked with like got younger and I didn't see a lot of like upward mobility for me. And I also realized that like not bashing on independent music at all, but like the independent music industry really um, leans on the passion of the individual who wants to work in it. And I just lost that passion for music. I'm not for music, but for working in the music industry, I was a little mm -hmm. jaded. Um, 
and I just, I didn't see a future in it. So I um, left there with the intention of really going full force into freelance photography. Um, and through a really good friend of mine, I met an amazing photographer, Mallory, uh, Mallory Talty. She is based in Chicago and Indianapolis. Um, so I assisted her for a little over a year um, and this opportunity at Patashu popped up um, and Mallory kind of made those introductions for me. And she's like, you should really like, you should like try out for this job. Um, my boss, Maddie Barnes, is the marketing director and she was really looking to kind of invigorate um, just our company's, you know, our photography and marketing. And um, I think she was really looking for like a fine arts approach to marketing. And um, yeah, that's how I ended up there. So I freelanced actually with Patashu for a couple of years before I came on full time. Um, which was great. It showed me that I do really love freelancing. Um, but also like, it was just such an amazing opportunity to go work for this company. I wasn't going to pass that up. So here we are. Yeah, totally. That's, I, I am like really impressed that you stepped away from a job once you figured out that it wasn't working for you, because I, I think that's hard for people. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't, um, it wasn't easy. I mean, it was like a really difficult time in my life where I'm like, what am I doing? Like, <laughs> what do I want to do? <laughs> um, but I had, I mean, I had really good support and um, also just, you know, I knew I wasn't going to be happy if I stayed. Um, and I just, yeah, I couldn't live like that. <laughs> and it also helped me realize too, that like this passion for photography was still there. Um, it wasn't something that I was like gonna fall back on. It was still like for a couple of years I'd been thinking about like, I wanna work for myself. I want mm -hmm. to be more creative. Um, I think that's what drew me into working in music was the opportunity to be really creative and to work with other really creative people. Um, but yeah, it's not, <laughs> it's not everything it appears to be. So. So um, I've seen some of your pictures and they are amazing. They're really incredible and just really intriguing. And um, I'm really, well. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, what is like a shoot day look like for you? Can you like walk us through that? Yeah. Um, so typically it's a mixture of things that I'm shooting. Um, we're a restaurant whose menus are, our, our restaurants menus change frequently. So there's always going to be that built into my schedule is like new menu shoots um there's also like creative briefs that we execute so like as a group the marketing team thinks of like ways that we can 
kind of inject our social media with um, more of our personality and our company culture. And so there's a lot of like ideating that goes into these projects. Um, but on a typical day, on a typical shoot day, I might be shooting two or three different setups, like two or three different um, types of shoots. So maybe in the morning I'm um, photographing like some of our retail like coffee and um, our granola and I'm setting up some lighting um, and backdrop in like a shooting area. Um, maybe there's like a, you know, marketing brief in mind, like we need to push uh, our, I don't like saying that we need to push. Um, Highlight. Maybe, yeah. Maybe there's like a specific like campaign we're running, like a gift card promotion. So um, I'm creating imagery for that. Um, and then later in the day, maybe I'm going to teach you because we're rolling out a new cocktail menu. Uh, so I'm there. I did see the hot chocolate cocktails on uh, the website and just uh it's got like a giant marshmallow in it it looks amazing <laughs> that was porny yeah that was that was me being like a little baddie when I was photographing that I <laughs> uh I love petite shoe in particular because it's just like really like sexy and um like sparkly um so yeah I'll be at the restaurant photographing um new, new menu items or you know, whatever's going on around me, working with um, our chefs on um, capturing like a menu they've been working really hard on. Um, and then maybe in the evening, I'm doing like an event, like I'm going to Public Greens and they're having um, like a private dinner um, benefiting the Patashu Foundation. So I'll be there um, doing like event photography, which is very like leaning into my wedding um experience because events you know events are events and the way that i like to shoot them really is just to kind of immerse myself into what's going on i really am kind of like an attendee like you know i go to talks and i'll photograph those but i like i'm also there for the talk like <laughs> i'm into it um and i think that's that's just a way for me to keep myself um authentic and like not looking at something like you're just kind of documenting. Like, I don't see myself as like documenting things. Does that answer it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it really varies. I mean, like, um, there's so many different types of shoots that we do. Um, but most of them, like, if we're talking about physically, like they're all on site. I do most of my shoots at the restaurants. I have noticed in some of your pictures, you have people like eating food or like hands. Like who are those people? Are they hand ever, models? Yes, we, we even asked to be hand models. We have a very secret selective group. Um, <laughs> no, it's whoever's around me, whoever, like whoever I'm working with that's around me. And I'm like, I sometimes I, if I'm in a room full of like coworkers and we're rolling out a new menu, I will literally just yell hands and <laughs> people will come over. <laughs> be like, okay, can you hold this, uh, this piece of toast? Can you like cut into this like steak? Um, but that's funny because it is something that like I, even now I'm trying to be more intentional about is um, 
you know, the, the types of hands and uh, people that we're including in our pictures, I think it, it can be a little limiting um, because we don't work with models. Um, and I don't know, that's something I'm trying to explore. I listened to a really great podcast um, episode about uh, Bon Appetit recently. And um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with like Adam Rapport and that whole story. Yeah, the drama. Yeah, yeah, the drama and the toxicity and the like systemic racism that went on in Bon Appetit. Mm -hmm. And like, um, there was one really interesting part, um, a like junior, um, like editor chef who was new and a person of color um, just brought up some like really basic questions. Like, why don't we use more like inclusive like models. <laughs> so it's something that like we like as a company are like our like representation is really important to us. And um, it's something that I've been exploring too, just in my imagery as like a white woman making photography, like how I can be better and, and um, more inclusive. So that's my hand story. <laughs> No, I totally get that because we are, I think we also, Aurelia and I, like we try to be intentional about this podcast and like making sure that we're inclusive and diverse. And it is hard for us because we both grew up in pretty like predominantly white spaces mm -hmm. and still like go through our day-to-day -day lives in predominantly white spaces. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it takes work to move past that. And I know right now, like just doing these few episodes or these 20 episodes, uh, for the most part, we're reaching out to like friends or family members. Mm -hmm. And so it is tough. That doesn't mean, you know, not to do it. It just means right. it's tough. <laughs> no. And two, I think like an important distinction for me to make is that like our restaurant spaces are like diverse our client base is diverse um and i think as like an industry that is marketing um like accurately representing your clients is that's like ever evolving and i think we're having like a real reckoning too i can see it just in almost any ad campaign now, um, mm -hmm. better inclusivity, more intentional inclusivity. And I think at some point it's not even going to be like an intention you're setting. It's just going to be like the way it is. Um, it's like a, how would I word this? It's, it's not so much like a desire as it is like a necessity mm -hmm. absolutely yeah I I think that that's really important and I think it's really great that you're so aware of it especially in marketing because that's like the outward image mm -hmm. uh, so to be in that space I think being inclusive and being aware uh, is really important. Um, okay, so Martha Hoover 
is the owner of the Padishu restaurant group, um, which is great. I, I feel like typically the restaurant industry is male dominated, um, yes. especially like restaurateurs and, and that kind of thing. So I think it's so awesome um, that, you know, she's the head of this really powerful uh, group. Um, and I was just wondering, like, what is it like having such a powerful woman, like, ahead of, you know, the company? Yeah. Um, I, like, truly, our, so our um, kind of, I wouldn't call it a motto, but our, like, guiding principle is uh, radically different, radically better. And, like, she truly working for her has been like a very illuminating experience. Um, she has such an interesting background um, and she is so successful <laughs> and so clear in her vision um, and her willingness to like listen and pivot and like trust in her, like the people around her. Um, like she, she's very inspiring. Um, I really don't know how, how else to put it, but um, I, it is not lost on me the power of working for a woman-owned and ran business. It is, I, it is no small feat, and I see it daily. The like, you know, we can all kind of lament. There's a lot of women that work for Patashi, especially in the um, on our like executive team. Um, and I think we all collectively understand what is stacked against us and the systems that have been at play in the food industry and service industry. Um, so it's just very obvious to us when something is bullshit and needs to change. So that radically different, radically better is truly like a, like a calling card for um, disrupting the industry um, and constantly striving for something better. Um, something more inclusive, something more sustainable, um, something more humane. <laughs> well, like when you say, you know, disrupt, kind of disrupt the industry, what are some of maybe the practices that you're all trying to disrupt or things that yeah. people outside of the industry might not even be thinking about? Yeah, I mean, one of a big one is like offering your employees a living wage with like benefits with good benefits yeah. um I've never had that before like I've I've never had a, a a wage that I felt was reflective of my worth and my value and what I bring to a company um and then also like having like a wonderful work-life balance and knowing that I'm taking care of in like this country that is so screwy and backwards and like um you know not a lot of people in the food industry have have that and I think that's strange that a lot of people don't get benefits and a living wage um yeah that's a big one I mean that's a big one for me that's yeah. something that really drew me away from thinking that I was just going to hustle and freelance. Um, I really saw like, this is, this is a career too. So um, 
you know, and that's kind of another way in which I think we're just disrupting the industry is that um, the service industry is looked at primarily as like a part of the gig economy. And there are, I don't know the exact statistic of how many people work in the service industry. I think it's something like 30 million women alone work in the service industry. And you're telling me that that's not a career and shouldn't be treated as such. Um, Yeah, that's, that's bullshit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. It's one of those things that you just grow up being like, oh, well, servers like get tips and that's how they get paid. Mm -hmm. And I think now, maybe especially with the pandemic, but just as people are like getting more progressive, especially about wages, it's like, (laughs) it sounds insane. (laughs) Like it starts to kind of sound like an insane concept. It's Um, creepy. I think I would honestly, like I would just rather go to a restaurant and just like know that they are making money regardless of who sits at their tables. Yeah. 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 And that's, you know, a lot of, that's how most countries operate. I think tipping right. is kind of a, and I'm not saying that we don't tip, like we do operate. Each restaurant has a, their own system for tipping and um, oh sure yeah their own standard for, you know, uh, wages. Um, but tipping is such a, yeah, it really is a bizarre concept of like, we're going to pay you like a dollar because if you're really good at your job, you'll probably make like, people will just give you money. <laughs> like if you're really funny or just, like, just read exactly what this person wants from you, they'll if pay you. flirt you. with this drunk guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, he's not going to tip you, but <laughs> it really is insane sounding like, and like in in some countries it's like rude to tip like you should you know like you should. yeah it's like putting a dollar in someone's bra it's like don't <laughs> excuse me um okay so pivoting a little bit yes um food we love it katie and i big fans can't live without it yeah yeah <laughs> So we want to know what your favorite food is and what your favorite food to photograph is, if you have one. Yeah, I do. And I also, I'll start with the food that I hate photographing, actually. Okay. Um, is soup. Soup, <laughs> is, soup is so hard to photograph, guys. I don't know if you have ever tried it. Um, no. It's is so messy and it the like viscosity is weird and it the like surface tension it is just a bizarre thing to photograph it's like trying to make murky water look beautiful and i'm not saying that soup can't be beautiful because i have i know that i've taken some really pretty soup shots but it was work to get there (laughs) um also i feel like chefs just really hate me when I try to photograph soup because you want it to look as perfect as possible. And so many things can happen to a bowl of soup from when it gets poured to when it gets to me to photograph. <laughs> you have to like move 
like you're like moving a potato around the bowl. I I have one of those like kid, um, you know, those like suction things that they use for like babies' noses. Yes, I have that very gross for soup, so I can like (laughs) suck up like if it's too much soup or you know I can suck it up in the pipette and specifically for soup uh so yeah that's that um my favorite thing to photograph oh boy desserts probably um desserts are just like uh, we have a particularly talented pastry chef that works with us her name is Katie Hawkins and she makes just like the most beautiful desserts and pastries and um yeah it's just like really sexy and like sculptural and has so much detail um yeah I love photographing desserts what was the other question it was um what's your favorite food just in general I mean I've already talked about it a lot but I love cheeseburgers cheeseburgers 100 percent forever yeah Um, that's a good choice pictures where the brioche bun is just shining in such a beautiful way what was your what was the question no I was just saying I can tell that you love cheeseburgers because in a lot of your pictures the brioche bun is like glistening yeah they (laughs) they speak to me they sing like a chorus of angels I get all those especially if I'm at apocalypse burger and I get all those little burgers together it's beautiful. Yeah, I really love it. There's um, just graphically, I think cheeseburgers are cool. Um, They're mouthwatering. Like, they truly. Are. I think okay. everybody likes cheeseburgers. Yes, I would say so. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I have a couple more questions related. Yes. <laughs> For food styling, is there any like weird stuff that you've done or used like to get a shot? Other and, than your soup sucking. And do you ever eat the food after you shoot it or it's too cold and like weird? Good question. Those are good <laughs> questions. Um, I So it's interesting because working for restaurants, we want our food to look their absolute best, but we also don't want to misrepresent at all what it is that we're selling. Um, so I never use fake food. Everything you see was prepared by the chef in the kitchen, just as they would bring it to a table. Um, so yeah, I don't use, I don't use any, like, I know there's tricks, like, you know, you can use, um, glue for milk and things like that. You've seen those like little videos. Yeah. I mean, people do that stuff. Um, (laughs) Katie and I were talking about that. I definitely, it's funny because when I first started photographing food in particular, I kind of came into it with some like preconceived notions of like, well, how do you make it look so good? And the truth is really just being really quick, like, like knowing what food items are going to what I would say, quote unquote, die quickly. So like, you know, ice cream melts, um, bubbles and champagne stop carbonating after a certain point. And actually there is a really cool trick that you can do with champagne if you want it to keep being really effervescent while you're photographing it is um, sprinkle some sugar into the glass and it'll 
that carbonation will start back up. It like starts eating the sugar. And, Interesting. Um, that is like one trick that I do actually do. Nice. Um, but I always forget to like tell people that I've done it. And then, you know, I've been photographing this champagne in the back of a rotating image of plates and I've poured you know like two tablespoons of sugar into it at this point and someone goes to take a sip and they're like oh <laughs> so people really like have learned to ask me <laughs> like what are you done with this can I drink this and I will say no it is full of sugar um <laughs> but we do eat the food yeah we are big believers in not wasting food um so I I personally um, when I shoot, I try not to touch items or I do it as minimally as possible. Um, that way, um, you know, other people can enjoy it. And often when I'm photographing too, it's in tandem with a training or a tasting for our staff. So, um, you know, they're learning about the food as I'm photographing it. Um, and so making sure that they're getting a chance to try everything. And that comes into timing too. You know, when you're working with other teams, you know, it's not just me taking pictures of food. There's, there's teams tasting and, and learning about menus. So I have to be very quick um, with my photography so that items don't die before they get to someone. What a funny term. <laughs> they die. Hope your burger doesn't die. Yeah, they do die. You will like, uh, you know, you'll be photographing like your plate or something. And I'm sure you recognize when something's like, oh yeah, the avocado has turned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I'm not going to photograph that now. Yeah. That being said, I, I, I use minimal Photoshop. <laughs> Oh, really? So, yeah, I do. I, I use um, Photoshop and Lightroom often um, in my editing process. So how long does editing take? Like when, so when it's not a shoot day, are you mostly mm -hmm. editing or is it like meetings? Yeah. But I mean, all over the board. Um, editing takes, I mean, I've gotten to the point now in my like kind of brand identity with each concept, each restaurant that um, I've crafted like presets that I use, you know, sure. like I've made presets based on lighting conditions that I encounter often at a specific location. So I'll have a preset that's like petite shoe, patio, like afternoon, petite shoe, patio, evening, like petite shoe, patio, like hard flash when I'm using flash. Um, just like the best, most optimal lighting conditions and, and um, settings and yeah. <laughs> cool. I know what presets are because yeah. the Instagram influencers that I follow all have preset packages that, that they you sell. can buy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mine yeah. would not work for you unless you were photographing <laughs> specifically food. at our restaurants. Yeah, or food, probably. That would be fun to try, though. Maybe I'll send you guys. Hey, yeah, send us uh, oh, the presets and we'll model for you. I'll send you the Apocalypse Burger presets I've made <laughs> that are just like hard, flash, sexy, brioche, bun, 
Yes. And then I'm going to go get, I'll order Apocalypse Burger for me and Joe, and then I will take photos and and we can do a fun comparison. Okay. I hope <laughs> I don't lose my job. I hope you're not good at it. I, Rachel, trust me, I won't be. <laughs> any, any part of it that looks good would clearly just be uh, the burger itself. No, it's not true. It's okay. It's, we all have our own strengths. Um, <laughs> So before we go, and it's been quite lovely talking to you, um, uh, if people want to check out your photography or learn more about the Padashu restaurants or the foundation, where can they go? Yeah, um, you can go to padashuinc.com. Um, that's kind of like where, let me make sure I have that website correct. Uh, that's our website right um that's kind of where you can find information on all of our restaurants you can link to our those individual website pages um for each location the cafe petite shoe napoli's the like um you can also there's some like resources for our employees um for the public our our story um, information about the Padashu Foundation, which is our nonprofit arm. Um, all of that is there. And then um, if you want to check us out on social media, um, a great place to start would just be at Cafe Padashu. Yes. Recommend, recommend checking it out. Even if you don't live it in Indy, you should still. Really beautiful pictures. Yeah. Thank you. You're so welcome. Rachel, thank you so much for joining mm -hmm. us. Great time. I really just want to eat a brioche bun now. Just the bun. Let's um, do that. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for uh, coming on. Thanks for listening to Girls Just Wanna. If you've made it this far, we consider you a close and personal friend. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Interested in being a guest? Send us an email at girlsjustwannapod at gmail.com. We love, we love you. you. Bye. Bye.